The other day he gave me this verse, and everybody likely might know this verse. Um, it's John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Amen. But I read it in the Amplified, and it says, I am only way to God and the real truth and the real life. And it kind of got to, you know, when we're going the way of Jesus instead of the way of the world, it's a different path. You know, it may be lonely. It may be not as we envision it, but as a path that leads to the real truth. And I thought about what's the real truth? Well, of course, we know the truth is the Bible. So how does the Bible become alive to us? Well, when our flesh becomes the word, that's when it becomes life. You know, and I thought when I'm... When I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, the truth is coming out. Everything that's flowing out is Jesus. There's no, no Sarah in it. And that produces life, not only in me, but for everybody around. Because they see Jesus in a way that they didn't know he was. They may have heard he was, you know, a, a harsh, they may have heard God was a harsh ruler. They may have heard he kills. He doesn't love me. He left me. He didn't answer me. But when they can see who Jesus really is in somebody and the way he comes out, and the only way to speak that is to be truly the flesh the truth, the Bible, walking around so that people can see who he is because they've been lied to just like I was all of my life and I didn't know who he really was. But once we get that truth, he becomes life. And I hope that, that all of you get that. On Wednesday night, uh, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about uh, the question was proposed, can we lose our salvation or not lose our salvation? And uh, very good question. But as we started, the Lord had showed me, you know, it, uh, first, we need to know what, what salvation is. We need to start there before we can decide whether we can, uh, before we can find out if we can lose it or not. So, um, you know, salvation, like right now, if I ask you what salvation was, um, I'd probably get maybe a few different answers. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, a lot of times it'd be asking Jesus to save you and, and spend an eternity with him in heaven. Something along that line. But, but I'm thinking there's so much more to it. There's so much more to it. I'm almost thinking maybe I shouldn't even say salvation anymore. Maybe I shouldn't say saved anymore. Maybe I should just say sozo. Because we've talked about that, you know. You know, if we went up here, for grace you have been sozoed through faith that you, and not that of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You know, it kind of throws a, a, a what in your head, you know. And, um, Romans 10 and 9, you know, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised Him from the dead, you will be sozoed. You're like, what? You will be sozoed. That lady that we just seen the testimony on that, that was just healed, that went in the water, she says, I know that healing's for me and I'm going to reach in there and I'm going to grab every bit of it. That's what she said, wasn't it? You know, she said, I've got... Man, she had a whole list of stuff, didn't she? Got throat cancer, this cancer, this, that, that, that. Got a whole list of stuff, but she says, I know by His stripes I'm healed and I'm going to receive that healing tonight. You know, she sozoed. She received part of her salvation. Part of what the Christ did for us. So that word, your Bible's written in Hebrew and Greek. And your New Testament is written in Greek. And the word for saved is the word sozo. And I know we talk about this a lot, but it needs to be talked about a lot. Because we're missing it. We're missing a lot of benefits. You know, if you're, miss, you're missing a benefit from being able to deduct something. You're, you know, if you thought your car would get better gas mileage, if you'd done something, wouldn't you want to do it? It'd be a benefit that you could have. If you could save money by switching to Geico, I mean, we'd all do it, right? Maybe not. So, Sozo. And it means saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, doing well, and made whole. That's what Christ 
did for us. So, so when Christ is in you, it says in Him, in the, in the first part of Ephesians there, if we would go through and read that, it's talking about all these great things in Christ. They're amazing. It's the first 13 verses, it talks about who you are in Christ. But how does Christ get into you? That's my question. How does Christ get into us? You know, so many times, you know, Jesus went up and He said, follow Me. He said, what must I do to be saved? Told the rich young ruler, what, what must... Or the rich young ruler said, what must I do to be saved? He said, well, keep the commandments. He said, well, which ones? Well, these here. Well, I've done all them. What else am I lacking? Sell everything you got and follow me. Then you hear, believe. What must I do to be saved? Believe. And you will be saved. You and your household. You ever think the Lord's maybe knocked on your heart or, knock, or knocking on your heart and then you, you uh, didn't let Him in? And that could be... Any, that could be salvation that could be any other time i mean it could be anything it could be rejecting him of anything we have a very good example of how christ works in us in the bible it's actually the whole bible right when the word become flesh but when we look at mary the mother of jesus think about this it's in luke 1 in verse 26 now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob, and his kingdom, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So when we talk about, about salvation and, and stuff, we say, the other night we say, you know, you have to be drawn you know, John 6, 44, No one comes to me unless the Father who sent me, sent me draws him. You know, salvation is the Lord calling you to Him and He wants to come and literally live in you. So we've, we've got to understand, like, like, live in you. Not like over there and you're here. But He comes inside you. Right? Amen. Inside you. So He comes up to Mary and says... Uh, Where's that? Blessed are you, highly favored one. 28, 30, yeah. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And could see, yeah. And verse 28 says, Bless, Rejoice, highly favored one. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting it was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you will be called Jesus, son of the highest. And Mary said in 34, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And he said, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. They call down on Mary. She says, blessed are you, highly favored one. Maybe he's calling down on you tonight in whatever situation that is. Maybe it's the first time he's calling down on you. Maybe it's for something else in your life. But he calls down on her and he, she says, how can this be? She could have said, I'm not interested. I'm heading on down the road. She had a choice, didn't she? She had a choice. But, whoa, whoa, what is this? How can this be since I've not known a man? And he says, you know, the Holy Spirit will come over you 
and empower you, right? So she conceived in her womb Jesus, right? Alright, John. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of the men, and, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So if we go back to Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was formless and without void, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? So in the first three chapters of, first three verses of Genesis, we got God the Father, God the Spirit, and Jesus. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. He's like, no, the light's the sun and the moon. No, the sun and the moon was created on the fourth or fifth day. Jesus gives the light to the sun or the moon. I need to look that up, but I, like, where does the sun or moon get its light from? Always knows the sun's the light in the sky. But in the Revelations, it says... In heaven, there will be no need of sun or moon because Jesus is the light. Right? So we got John here basically doing the same thing. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life and the life was in the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. So, so Jesus is life and Jesus wants to come into your life and make your life bright. If you got darkness, he wants that darkness out. Whether you, whether all you've had in your life is darkness and never seen no light in your entire life, he wants to give you light. He wants to make you whole. He wants to to shine in you. But but maybe you've let some darkness in your life. Maybe you got the light in you, but you've let some darkness in your life. And he wants to come into you, and he wants to take that darkness out. Darkness out. That's how much he loves you. Sozo. He wants you to be sozo. If I said He wants you to be saved, automatically we go back into our head, well, I'm already saved. Or is that just me that does that? And we got some crap to get out of us. But He wants you to be sozoed. He wants you to be saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, made well. So how do we do that? In, in verse 14 it tells us, and the Word became flesh. Pastor Sarah said that just a minute ago. You've got to let this Word, His Word, the Word is Jesus. You've got to let Jesus become your flesh. And when you do, it's awesome. It's glorious. You sit there and fight Satan, but Satan's defeated. He's under your feet. And the only ground Satan has is what we give him. And when we learn our rights and our authority and our identity in Christ, he don't mess with us near as much. He still messes with us, but not as much. Because when you know who you are, he can't mess with you. I get so broken when I see people that, that have no idea who they are in Christ and, and been believers for years and years and then, then just just speaking death over themselves and death over each other and you just want to say, No, he's life. He's life and he's life abundantly. Yeah. You know, you go up and hear people, Well, I don't know, I, I may be sick in a few years and not be able to do anything. Death. It's a lie. No. I'm forty eight years old and by the time I'm fifty I'm gonna be running marathons. Amen, Amen right? Amen. Amen. I'm getting healthier. Healthier. This is going somewhere. John chapter 3. Oh, Nicodemus. He's a good guy. There you go. Sorry. Not like me to start at the beginning, is it? There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God and no one can do these signs unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, you know, Jesus is asking, like what Nicodemus is asking, Jesus don't give the answer to that question, right? 
But He knows your thoughts. He knows our innermost thoughts. But Jesus says this, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born by the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? How can this be? It kind of gets confusing when someone's sitting up here and tells you, you know what? You need to be born again. You need to be born again. You know, Nicodemus there says, he says, are you, Jesus, verse 10, Jesus answered and said to him, are you teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen and you do not receive our witness. I was actually thinking about the chosen when I started, started reading that. But, so, so we got Nicodemus here and I don't know if you guys have seen the chosen or not, but, but Nicodemus, he's down there on the movie The Chosen and he's sitting there and born again, how, how can this be, this, this born again? And I was thinking about about uh, uh, Ronnie. I know Ronnie's mom's not with him. She's in heaven. Amen. But Nicodemus is like, how can this born again be? If i got to go back in my mother's womb, it's going to be quite a problem. <laughs> so how can this born again be? You know, and I think about that. You know, if we should go out and say that, like go out there and stop the next car going down the road, and say, you know what? You need to be born again. I've been born once already. What good is it going to do me to be born again? Yeah, but to understand why we need to be born again. To understand we need to be born. If you want to be sozoed, you've got to be born again. It's hand in hand. It's hand in hand. So, the question is, why do we need to be born again? Was our first verse not good enough? Was our first time we come out of the womb not good enough for us? Or Why would we need to be born again? So God created... Adam, right? He took Adam and he, he formed him out of the dust and he, he breathed life to him, into him. And then he wasn't a helpmate suitable for him, so he took the, the rib out of Adam and, and made Eve. And then uh, they're all fine there in the garden. You know, they're, they're doing their thing and going around naked all the time. And, and they were just having a joyous time, wasn't they? In the garden. You know, now if we say naked, everyone's like, <laughs> but no, they didn't even know they was naked. They didn't know they was naked. You know, they didn't have to cover up. You know, they just can you imagine just the perfect temperature all the time? And food was provided for them. And and he says he told Adam, he said, any tree out of here you can eat, but that tree in the middle, tree of knowledge of good and evil, you stay away from that tree. Anything else you can partake in. Isn't that what is that what we do? If someone tells us no then we like to go, right? Unless it's something to do with church. And then we're like, oh no, that's, we can't do that. But yeah, if we say, man, there's a, there's a bar down there and it's rough as could be and uh, uh, you better stay away from there. It's a crazy place. You know, all the drugs like, man, we're going there. You know what? You know, there, there's a church out there and they love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. They're seeing people getting healed, set free, delivered, made whole, sozo. The Lord is meeting them in the water. Oh, we can't go there. <laughs> We can't go there. 
because it's real. Because He's meeting people and He's freeing them and He's going to do it more and more and more because we're in for the long haul. Because we're in for the long haul. So He says, any tree out of there you can eat. Then then Satan comes up and says, well, the Lord said you couldn't eat from any tree. Well, He didn't say it. Yeah, He said we couldn't even eat of that one. He couldn't even touch it. Well, He never said they couldn't touch it. Well, the reason God don't want you to eat of that tree is because you eat like that, you'll be like him. He don't want you to be like him. So they partook of the tree, right? They partook of the tree. And when they did, their eyes were open, and sin entered the, entered the world. That day, sin entered the world. But God always provides us a way out of sin. No matter what you're in, like what you're into today or tomorrow or yesterday or whatever, He always provides a way out of you when you're going through something. So do we have to be born again? Yes, we have to be born again. Why do we have to be born again? Because we have impure seed in us. We have impure seed in us. And, but He provides us a way to get rid of that impure seed. That, that's what's so good about God. He provides you a way to be sozoed, saved, healed, delivered, protected, freed. He provides a way for that. And how does He do that? By coming to take up residence in you. Because your seed is impure seed. But He wants to make your seed pure and whole and righteous. So He comes to Mary. And he says the power of the Most High is going to come upon you, it's going to come in you. Right? So that's what, happened when, that's what happens when you're born again. That seed, the same seed that went in Mary, Jesus says, when I go, I'll send you another. It's good that I go, I'll send you another. Which is exactly like Jesus. To come and reside and to live in you. So when you're born again, He comes in you and you're changed. He changes you from the inside out. He changes you. Like... Your thoughts, your wants, your needs, your desires, your actions, everything. Ever how much you want to let Him change you, that's how much He'll change you. All of it. He's looking for someone. The Lord is looking for somebody. Jesus said, I come to do the will of the Father. All the time. Lord, not my will, but Yours be done. Yours be done. And when you're born again, when that seed of Jesus planted in you, automatically... You just have to start fighting, but His will is for you to follow Him completely. To completely surrender to Him. We've got to get kingdom-minded. We're too much fleshly-minded. We get kingdom-minded by focusing on Him. We keep kingdom-minded by, by, by the Word. When we read this, Lord, let Your Word become my flesh. Lord, let Your desires become my desires. Lord, let Your wants become my wants. Your needs become my needs. Lord, teach me how to pray to You. Lord, teach me how to worship to You. So I want you guys to really process this in of what Christ is doing in you and what He wants to do in you. He wants you to be so in every part of your life. Some of this is hard to understand for you guys. Be honest, it's okay. It's hard. Some of it's hard to believe, isn't it? It's hard to... Depth. It's the depth of it. Yes, it's the depth of it. Amen. I'm going to speak some life into you guys. The life of Christ. So you guys just repeat after me. Father, we love you. And you're welcome here. Lord, show me what it means that, my word, that your word becomes my flesh. Lord, that we understand the, the, depth, the in-depthness. I guess that's a word. You don't have to repeat that part. That we understand you, Lord, more and more, Lord. From the inside out. Lord, where you planted that seed, 
Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Lord God, You, Lord, You're the Teacher. Holy Spirit, You're welcome here. Lord, as You're changing hearts, as You're changing minds, as You're changing lives, Lord, that we truly understand, Lord, Lord, what sozo means, Lord. Lord, that, that that's how much You love us, Lord, that You want us saved and healed and protected and, do, and done well and made whole, Lord. Over this room tonight, healing in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. Salvation in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us eyes to see. Lord, give us spiritual eyes to see what You'd have us to see, Lord. Give us ears to hear what You'd have us to hear, Lord. Lord, and a heart to receive. There's not a heart of stony ground, Lord, just a pliable, a pliable heart, Lord, that, that that seed goes in, Lord, and then it just grows like, like immediately, Lord, like, like it's already a shoot, Lord, and it's already a tree, and the branches are already forming, and, and the fruit's already being put on, Lord. Lord, we welcome You here. We welcome You in our presence, Lord. Just like if we was walking in the garden with You, Lord, before sin entered the world, before, before we was deceived, Lord, that, that You take us there to that point, Lord, and You love on us because You loved us so much, Lord. Just in the story there with Nicodemus, it said, For God, for You so loved the world that You gave Your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in You shall not perish but have everlasting life, Lord. Lord, and we're thankful, Lord, for everlasting life, Lord. But we're so thankful, Lord, for verse 17, Lord, when You said, For God, You did not send Your Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through You might be sozo, Lord. Might be set free, healed, delivered, Lord. Lord, that's how much You love us. You're not here to condemn us, Lord. You're here to turn us from the condemnation. Lord, in any condemnation in this room tonight, Lord, it, it comes to life, Lord, and, and, and then it's cut off at the roots. No, it's pulled out. It's pulled out. We don't want anything cut off. We want freed, Lord. If you get that root out of us, we're freed. So freedom tonight in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. There is no condemnation that those who walk, walk in the Spirit, but only after the flesh. Your flesh is what condemns you. Good word. It's your decisions you make that aren't lining up with God that condemns you. Well, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You chose to do it. If we're saying, well, God gives you free will. God gives you choice. Everybody agree with that. But then we'll say the devil made me do it. Then we're saying the devil has more power than God and that's not true. It's not what I'm telling you. It's what he's telling you. And the gifts of the, the, gifts of the Spirit Dr. Larry was talking about last week, they're right there. They're right there. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, he was saying, you know, there is a, for every situation there is, ever has been, ever will be, every, every uh, uh, infirmity, every addiction, every uh, sickness, whatever it is, there is a gift of healing for that. Yes. And it's in the sozo. It's there. Amen. Lord, take us back to our childlike faith. Amen. And when you believe, you know, we say, well, we've got to repent. Well, when you believe, you're repenting because you're saying, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. That's believing. Fully entrusting in. You know, they're going to get me wound up now. So, so on, on uh, uh, Wednesday night, you know, we was talking about Romans uh, 10.9 or Romans 3.23 when we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've got to realize that that sin's already been paid for. I mean, that's something we have got to know. We think, well, we've got to ask the Lord 
to forgive us of our sins. I'm talking about first time being born again. We've got to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. No, you've got to realize you're forgiven of your sins. You're forgiven. Lord, I receive that forgiveness that you give me. In the same way when we screw up through life, but if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Amen. That's how much He loves us. Man, Lord, I screwed up today. I sat there and just chewed sand filter out like no other. Cussed Him up one side and down the other. But Lord, because of what You did, I'm forgiven. And I thank You, Lord, that I'm forgiven. That I'm healed. That I'm set free. Amen. Amen. He wants His glory to be shown. And for His glory to be shown, He uses people. He comes down Himself too. But He uses, the biggest part of the time He uses people. I went somewhere with a person the other day and the whole time they're just talking about stuff happening and this and that and the storm coming and hope the storm don't come and wipe us out. And I was like, you're in luck. You're with me today. You're with me today and I'm protected. Mud the blood. It's not going to happen. Amen. So on more faith, like believing, you know, I say this, you know, Lord, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Just keep doing that over there. We know they come there with a the little boy, and the Lord said, let it be done according to your faith. And said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. We was praying with a couple the other day over a, a knee, and, and they're, they love the Lord and they believe in healing, they just haven't seen a lot of it yet. You know, so, so I was getting ready to pray for the knee, and I said, this is the time when you say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's okay to do that. Yes. Amen. That's how good He is.